Blessings one and all, and welcome to this episode of the Angel Scrolls Project. I'm your host, Paul James Caden, and in this episode, we are going to be asking a very important question, and that is, did the Apostle Paul invent the doctrine of the atonement? I wanted to cover this subject in the podcast in this episode because it has been a fashionable and very popular teaching, uh, especially online, that the Apostle Paul was uh, an antichrist. He was not a real apostle. He revived what is now modern-day Christianity by inventing this doctrine of the atonement or the shedding of blood, the shedding of Christ's blood for our sins. And we see a lot of people dismissing the teachings of Paul and dismissing the teachings of Paul based on this modern popular teaching. And we have to ask ourselves the question, is this a wise thing to do or is it the right thing to do? Are these modern day uh, internet teachers telling us the truth or are they selling us a deception? I think it's important to talk about subjects like this and clarify, because there's one thing that I've learned from being a former evangelical is that most people, even religious people or Christian people, believe what they are told rather than researching the facts for themselves. Or you will hear people say, well, I did all of my research. I researched this and I've came to the same conclusion as my uh, favorite teacher, the, the person I'm following, the group that I'm in. Well, the issue with that many times is that we research what these individuals tell us to research. So they kind of open the door. They kind of point the way. They say, this is what you want to look into. Read this book. Look at this website. Look at what this person said. Look at the research this individual has done. And so the research becomes very lopsided, very one-sided, very biased. You know, it would be very uh, easy for me to say, well, the sun is actually purple and I'm going to prove it to you and then point you in the direction of a number of books and internet articles or YouTube videos where people are giving at great lengths these arguments that this, the sun is actually purple, it's not yellow, it's not orange, we've been deceived, we're seeing through the eyes of the matrix, we don't know what we're looking at, it's actually purple. So. If that is the information I give the people who are listening to me and that's all the research they do, then naturally they're going to come away from that argument saying, 
Paul James Caden is right. The sun is purple. This guy is so smart. This guy is so educated. This guy is so gifted by the spirit of God. You know, he, he opened our eyes that the sun is really purple. And all I really did was give you a bogus argument uh, with a lot of bogus research that back my bogus argument to make it look like I'm correct. I've heard a lot of peculiar things over the years since being an evangelical, and I've seen people at the pulpit claiming to be ministers and pastors and uh, yeah, pastors and shepherds of the flock, uh, even teaching what they call church history. You know, the ancient Christians believed, you know, the apostles believed. And no one ever looked back into Christian history to find out what the early church believed or what the, the apostles believed. And so they just took it at face value, these false narratives that someone was giving them from the pulpit or in a mega church somewhere, uh, you know, just taking it at face value. We, we trust this man who's giving us this information. And so it must be true. We're not going to doubt it. We're going to take his word for it. And that can be a dangerous thing to do. And those of you listening to this show uh, and those of you who have listened to me over the years, you know, I always say, follow no man. Do your own research. Don't listen to me. I'm not anybody's leader. I'm not anybody's, uh, you know, prophet or pastor or uh, anything of that nature. I'm just an individual who feels that it is my God-given duty to plant seeds, to put the seeds out there, what I know, what I have found, and to pose these questions that perhaps not a lot of other people are posing. Now, before we uh, delve into our subject matter here, you know, I, I want to say... Um, Again, I think this is an important topic because we see a lot of these individuals who discredit Paul and they'll say, okay, we, we can believe in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but we will interpret them the way we want to interpret them. We've cut off Paul. We've cut off uh, church history because all of that was influenced by Paul who made up this doctrine of the atonement. Uh, so therefore, we have to get back to the real gospel, the real message of Christ. And many of them will dig into uh, Gnostic gospels or uh, gospels that are known to have been written, you know, uh, centuries later, you know, uh, not written by Barnabas or uh, John or... Uh, you know, Jude or Judas or who, whomever, the Gospel of Mary. We have all these things out there, and people will piece together these Gnostic ideas around the Gospels and say, well, they were right. And Jesus is only here to tell us that we are Christ. And people have probably heard me talk about this uh, ad, ad nauseum, as they say in the past. And uh, that's kind of a dangerous thing setting ourselves up to be Christ. Because I hear a lot of these uh, teachers on the internet saying, you know, the, 
we are the ones who are responsible. We are Christ, so we have to deal with the elites. We have to deal with all of Earth's problems. We have to rally. We have to, uh, you know, gather these militias or whatever we're going to do. We have to be prepared to fight because we are Christ. And uh, you'll hear them literally say, no one is coming to save us. Jesus is not going to return. That is a false doctrine perpetuated by Paul as the atonement. And so you better get your act together and stop believing those Pauline fairy tales. We are Christ. We are the ones. And the second coming of Christ is when we prevail over the bad guys here on planet Earth. However, it is uh, they think they're going to prevail. Now, uh, you know, just to make mention and not get into a big uh, discussion about this, but the Bible kind of talks about this. In the last days, false teachers will come, you know, pr uh, proclaiming here is Christ, there is Christ, false prophets. You know, he, Jesus is in the other room. Jesus is here. He's in the desert. You know, they'll, they'll depart from the faith and they'll, they'll depart from sound doctrines and tell people things that they want to hear, tickle their itching ears, and give them doctrines of demons, it even says. So we have to be very careful, because if these individuals are wrong about the Apostle Paul inventing the doctrine of the atonement, then everything else they're teaching us or teaching you or teaching other people is wrong. And that could get uh, a lot of folks into a lot of trouble. And uh, I have seen and, you know, I'm still seeing some very bizarre things on uh, the internet when it comes to, uh, you know, preaching uh, Christian messages or Christianized messages uh, very strange ideas that, that a lot of people are putting forth. And, uh, you know, it's the gospel mixed with a whole bunch of other stuff that just gets really far out and weird and uh, I think spiritually dangerous for people to be following. And as I've said before, these uh, these particular kinds of teachers um, have uh, followers in the thousands. People flock to them if they, you know, as if they are Jesus themselves. And you'll hear, you know, they will claim to be Christ. And people will say, oh, I see Christ in you. And you're making me see Christ in me. You're, you're opening my eyes. You know, my life was so miserable. You know, you, you healed me, you know, like Jesus, you know, healed, uh, you know, the, the blind people or the hurting people in, in, in the gospels. Um, yeah, that, that's all I'm going to say about that. We, we have to be careful because if this idea that Paul invented the atonement is incorrect, uh, everything else we're hearing is incorrect. And I honestly think that a lot of these people who are pushing the apostle Paul out of the picture you know, he was a false prophet. He was a false apostle. He invented the atonement. You know, he was uh, some guy who made it all up. He lied. 
Well, I think these people have an agenda. And the agenda is to acquire followers. And I've seen a lot of them doing this. Uh, some of them living on the road. Uh, you know, their followers giving them property and money and cars and, you know, just lavishing uh you know, things on these individuals because they say, well, you know, I can't have a full-time job and do this important work of preaching, you know, uh, you know, the message of Christ that you all need to hear, you know, so people believe that. Yes, you know, give us videos, teach us, teach the world. And so they pretty much uh, support these individuals. And uh, I think it's uh, a ruse, if I may be honest. So be careful of those kinds of individuals. They may seem very sincere. Uh, you know, they may speak in those very, you know, hushed and humble tones and brothers and sisters, you know, I am Christ and you are Christ. And we, you know, be careful. Wolves come in sheep's clothing. But we're 13 minutes in now. Let's jump into this. Did the Apostle Paul invent this doctrine of the atonement. Well, I think to begin with, we have to go back to the apostolic fathers. Now, who were the apostolic fathers? They were a core of Christian theologians among the church fathers who lived in the first and second century AD, who are believed to have personally known some of the 12 apostles or have been significantly influenced by them. Now, these church fathers were Ignatius of Antioch, St. Polycarp of Smyrna, Hermas, St. Barnabas, Papias, and the anonymous authors of the Diadach, if I'm saying that right, which is the teaching of the Twelve Apostles. It is said and believed that uh, the Apostle John himself taught two of the early Christian fathers, which was Ignatius and Polycarp, and some say uh, that it's very possible he may have taught uh, Justin, St. Justin the Martyr. Now, the thing about the fathers of the church, these individuals either knew, were taught by, or influenced by the teachings of the, the apostles or the teachings of the Twelve, as many of the early Christians called the apostles the Twelve. And all of these church fathers taught the atonement. Christ died and shed his blood for the forgiveness of sins. That our world was in a fallen state, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, questions and arguments and debates and theories about, you know, what that means, you know, the, the fall of man. A lot of people don't understand that early Christians and even Jews looked at uh, the book of Genesis, Adam and Eve, as an allegory of the fall of man. Something happened that took man out of a high spiritual state and brought him into this 
uh, lower vibrational spiritual frequency, I guess you could say, of matter. And maybe that's what some people call the matrix. You know, this false material world that we're temporarily stuck in, uh, filled with pain and death and sickness and division and war and, you know, uh, you know, all kinds of different uh, problems that we face. But Christ had to come and die for us, die in our place, that we might be lifted back up to God, restored to favor with God spiritually. Now, the church fathers taught this, and they said they learned it, from the 12. They were either taught it personally by the 12, like the Apostle um, John teaching Ignatius and Polycarp, or they were influenced, directly taught by the Apostles or influenced by their teachings, but they all taught the Atonement. And just... Uh, just to add a footnote to that argument, they also taught the second coming of Christ at the end of the age. So all of the new teachers out there who are saying, I'm Christ, you're Christ, nobody's coming back to save the world, nobody's coming back to set things straight, uh, well, they're not giving you the proper information. Because the apostles taught the atonement and the second coming. The apostolic fathers taught the atonement and the second coming. Now, the interesting thing is, too, is we have another group of people uh, in our mark. And these aren't new things. I mean, these are arguments that came up. Uh, you know, centuries ago, years ago, and, and they're kind of resurfacing now, this whole idea of Paul inventing the atonement. Jesus was a myth. There's no second coming. You know, all of these things have, have been argued before and sufficiently answered, uh, you know, many times. But a new generation, especially this generation, we we follow the teachings of our leaders. We research what they tell us to research. We look no further. We don't color outside the lines. And so we get sucked into these false narratives. But another thing that these individuals do that I've noticed is discredit the, the apostles themselves. Well, the 12 apostles didn't really understand what Jesus was teaching them. So we have this whole other collection of Gospels. We have these other books uh, that were channeled or whatever the case may be uh, that, that explain what Jesus really meant. Because the apostles, they screwed it all up. They got it all wrong. They misinterpreted uh, Jesus from the get-go. So they're an unreliable source. Wow. I mean, that's, uh, that's pretty bold. You know, to say the guys who were there had it all wrong. But nonetheless, let's get back to this idea 
Did Paul invent the atonement? Well, so far, what have we established? The apostolic fathers were either directly taught or influenced by the apostles or the teaching of the twelve. And they all taught the atonement and the second coming of Christ. Number two, there were still some of the apostles who were alive when Paul began his ministry. There was James, the brother of Jesus. There was Peter. Uh, I believe Jude was still alive. And they met with Paul. They, they knew uh, about the apostle Paul and what he was teaching. So if the atonement was something foreign to the original gospel, something foreign to the original 12, we would have found something in the teaching of the 12 or the apostolic fathers who were taught or influenced by the 12, that this Paul was a heretic teaching an atonement that is just blasphemous. It's not real. But nowhere do we find any uh, any of the apostles, even though they, they had some, uh, you know, they had their disagreements with Paul, but we never see any of the apostles or any of the apostolic fathers calling him out saying, this guy's inventing a gospel that we never taught. This guy's teaching a gospel that is completely foreign to us. Don't believe it. We don't find that, but rather we find Paul being in agreement with the teachings of the Twelve, the Atonement, and the Second Coming. Thirdly, some of the letters that Paul sent out, which we now have in the Bible as the uh, Epistles of Paul, uh, the Church of Rome, uh, I believe it was the Church of Ephesus, and I don't know if it was Philippi, um, or Corinth, or, or both, but there were several of the churches, uh, you know, three or four of them, or, or more, that Paul sent out these epistles, these letters to. These churches were established by the apostles or students of the apostles. These churches existed before Paul ever started a ministry. And here's Paul sending them letters mentioning the atonement and the blood of Christ, and he shed his blood on our behalf, and, you know, the second coming of Christ. So now, if the apostle Paul is out there inventing a brand new gospel, and he's sending letters to Rome, to Ephesus, to Philippi, to Corinth. Somebody somewhere along the line, within the, the time of Paul, or, or even therefore slightly afterwards, we would be finding sermons and letters and statements where the leaders of these churches would be coming out and saying, this man is a false prophet, he's a false apostle. He's teaching things that the apostles never taught. He's teaching things that the church never believed. We've been here for, you know, years before this guy showed up. And we've never heard anything like this. This is completely alien 
to our message. But none of them ever said that. And none of them ever stood up and said, this guy's inventing the, the atonement. This guy's inventing this idea of a second coming. He's inventing this idea of, you know, uh, you know, Christ coming again, savior of the world, you know, uh, this is going against our more Gnostic ideas. Uh, he's a heretic. No one ever said that because the early churches of Rome and Corinth and Ephesus and Philippi stood on the teachings of the Twelve and those who were influenced and taught by the Twelve from the very beginning, first century church. And they believed in the atonement and the second coming. First and second uh, century Christians and churches all believed in the atonement and the second coming. And we can go back and find many, 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 many people who most of us didn't even know existed. Most of us probably never even heard of you know, pastors, fathers of the church, great apostles, theologians, doctors of the church in the first and second century, all writing sermons and messages and, uh, you know, scholarly works on just these things. The sacrifice of Christ, the teachings of Christ, that correspond with the Gospels, I might add. They talk about the atonement. They talk about the resurrection. They talk about the second coming. Many of them have even sermons on uh, the day of the Antichrist and how terrible that time will be when this uh, person comes on the scene and begins to influence the world. We even have... Uh, and I forget the uh, I forget the uh, the gentleman's name who wrote it. He was um, early church father who, uh, you know, you hear a lot of this idea too. Well, you know, this idea of the rapture we never heard of that until Darby, you know. But no, here was somebody. He was first second century. Um, theologian in the church writing messages and sermons that he believed before this antichrist was revealed that before this great day of tribulation came upon the earth uh, the believers of christ would be taken they would be taken to heaven to escape that time of tribulation on the earth so as we can see before the Gospels were written before Paul came into the picture. There was in the early church what is called oral tradition, the teaching of the twelve, or sermons, or letters, or you know little little uh, little things that that were um, you know passed on, or or maybe a message, or a sermon, or. Uh, you know, whatever the case may be, but there was oral tradition passing down the teachings of Christ, what it all meant, 
the atonement, the second coming. And so the Gospels, as some say, well, you know, the letters of Paul came first and we really can't trust the Gospels because, you know, the, uh, the followers of Paul, you know, went and, and wrote these Gospels and, you know, contrived them or uh, edited them and wrote in, you know, things about the atonement to make it look like Jesus taught these things. You know, so even even our Gospels are mostly polluted with Pauline ideas, thanks to the scribes of Paul. That is not true. Because before even the Gospels were written, we had the teachings of the Twelve. And they taught the atonement, the second coming, you know, all, all these things that we find in the Gospels. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is not uh, a, an exhaustive conversation on this topic, but I wanted to give you um, these pieces of information that I hope you'll go and research yourself. What did the apostles believe? What did the apostolic fathers believe? Now, yes, amongst the fathers of the, of the church, there were some arguments after a while. There was, you know, disagreement on different things, you know, but the core teachings were there. There was not one of them that did not believe that Jesus was the Son of God. There was not one of them who didn't believe he was divine. There was not one of them who believed, didn't believe that he was crucified. He shed his blood for the sacrifice of many. On the third day he rose again, and that he will return to the earth one day. So these things predate the gospel through oral tradition. And they were later written down, because this is usually the way it went, uh, oral tradition was written down so that it wouldn't get forgotten over time. It had to be recorded, so scribes wrote these things down. So it's not that the Bible was, you know, wasn't fudged with when, you know, the... Um, you know, the Latin Vulgate and all that, that type of thing. You know, the, the, of course, there were people that tried to uh, fudge with a word here and there or insert a line here and there. But uh, the teachings we have about Christ in the Gospels are from the early church is what the early church believed pre-Apostle Paul. So research these things. And, you know, please don't believe these individuals that are selling you this bill of goods. Because these, a lot of these modern teachers, you know, as I said, it's, it's a ruse. And it seems like everything they do, there is a purpose or a plan behind it. There's something they're getting out of it. There's something they want out of it. And they eventually get it. You know, they're, they're, they're very disingenuous. And when I remove, you know, when they remove Paul from the picture, then they can remove all the teachings of the early church, put that in question, and then come at us and say, well, you know, 
I can interpret these gospels and these teachings of Christ for you the way it was supposed to be. And my friends, that is what the Bible calls Antichrist or the spirit of Antichrist. Because it is presenting to the listener, it is presenting to their followers the word, and I, you've probably heard me say this a billion times in my shows over the years, the word anti in Greek uh, doesn't necessarily mean against. I mean, it does, you know, we're opposed to something, opposed to Christ, but it also means in place of or another. So they are giving you another Christ. They are replacing Christ with something else or even themselves by saying they're Christ or replacing Christ with themselves and you. I'm Christ and you're Christ. We, we don't need this other guy. I heard one guy say the time, the time for playing religion with all of that, you know, uh, old beliefs about Jesus, you know, uh, those were child's games. Those were baby games. And it's time to put all that away because it's not going to help anyone. We have to realize we are Christ. And I say to that, wow, capital W-O-W, exclamation point, maybe a few exclamation points, because, wow, that is really selling people uh, a false bill of goods. And I have to wonder what the motive and the spirit is behind that. So please, please be careful who you listen to. Again, I never claim to be anybody's leader or guru or anything of that nature. You know, I'm just planting the seeds. I'm putting the information out there. And I want anybody who listens to me to have their own connection with God, a true connection with God. You know, not one that's handed them by a church or some guy and, you know, on the Internet or someone who's, you know, mashing together, you know, the Gospels with, with Gnostic ideas. Because a lot of that gets into the I'm Christ, you're Christ, and really uh, starts to mangle the message of the Twelve who taught that Christ was exactly what we read in the Gospels. So be careful. Be careful with these individuals and, uh, you know, uh, look into these things yourselves because the doctrine of the atonement certainly does predate Paul, as does the uh, doctrine of the second coming. Paul did not make up uh, some gospel and go out there and preach it and resurrect Christianity because it was a dead religion in his time. So he, you know, threw in a little Mithras and a little this and a little that, you know, a little Roman superstition and a little, uh, you know, a little Jewish law, uh, you know, kind of flavor to spice it up and, and present it and make it more palatable to people. That is a lie. That is a lie. He did not make those things up. He was actually out there preaching the gospel as presented by the Twelve. And you'll find no apostle, no apostolic father, and no church that existed before Paul came along 
that ever said, hey, this guy, you know, what is he talking about? This is completely foreign to us. You'll not find that. You'll only find it in our modern world, mostly on the internet. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I hope this will uh, kind of give you a little bit of a uh, um, sense of, of where, you know, this is coming from and that it's not true. So I appreciate you listening. I hope, as I always say, I hope you got something out of this, uh, this show uh, today. And I hope you will share it with others, uh, not to make me popular, but uh, even if you share what you've learned by word of mouth, to start planting seeds of truth, seeds of love, and help people to unfold the angel scrolls that are in their own souls and realize that God is with us all. He's within us all through the person of the Holy Spirit. The angels are our friends, our guardians, our companions. They walk with us on the journey through life. And uh, there's, just, there's just so many... Uh, so many blessings that are available to us. And I think we're robbed of those blessings when we, um, you know, start following a lot of these um, modern day false teachings that are giving us doctrines that are in the spirit of Antichrist or another Christ or a replacement for the true Christ. So again, I thank you for listening. I will see you next time here on the Angel Scrolls Project. Until then, stay in the light, stay in love, stay in faith. God bless everyone.